that's what it's all about is making a connection with another person and feeling good about yourself and representing uh, something that you're passionate about. So. But to go and to be able to transform into this different person that's not, uh, you know, necessarily a mom of three kids mm -hmm. cleaning up spills and getting, it, it's just, it, it's escaping. Right. Ahoy there. <laughs> this is your captain speaking. <laughs> I'm as always, Jesse. And this is Paige. You know what? It's amazing that I didn't say that you and Jake both hated this past year at Dragon Con. Ahoy there, sailor. Can oh you do my the gosh. Other dance? You kept saying that over and over. Well, because we kept seeing the scoops ahoy. Yeah. Uh, Steve from Stranger Things. Oh. And to a lesser extent, Robin from Stranger Things. And for some reason, every time... I saw them. I thought, ahoy there, sailors, can you... Yeah, yeah, oh, you got Ahoy there, sailor, can you do the otter dance? Yep. First, you take your right flipper and you slap it on your pants. No, you don't. Uh, yeah, you do. You absolutely do not. You know. You know otter dance fans. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're out there listening. Guys, welcome to the episode. Mm -hmm. um, so today... Ooh, what are we drinking, Jesse? Uh, we our cocktail page came up with the name of the Spidey Sense because it's tingly. Yeah, which uh, Paige told me about it. It's this liqueur from Brazil called uh, what? We're gonna give credit to my mom, Kim. Yes, because she bought it. She brought it over. Yeah, her Paige. and I drank some, mm -hmm. and her express wishes were that Jesse <laughs> tried it. Yes, that is true. <laughs> and I said. I told Jesse later on the phone that my mom had brought this stuff, but I was like, you don't like grapefruit, and I didn't want to hurt her feelings and yeah. tell her that, but I digress. Um, it actually wasn't bad at all, but it's very strange. It's called Zambu, and it's a liqueur, hashtag not a sponsor, um, but it just really tastes like a grapefruit liqueur, but it makes your mouth and throat right. and lips... Like kind of numb and tingly, tingly, right? To where if I if Paige had not painted toward me in advance, unfortunately, I had the foresight to tell her like, "Hey, so you're you're gonna notice like a tingle on your lips." I didn't notice it. I don't feel like so much on my throat, but on your lips and your tongue. Um, and now I really regret telling her that because I would have liked to have seen her freak out thinking yeah, she I was having. That I was having an allergic reaction. That's kind of what it feels like is an allergic reaction. Um, so yeah, but so it is. But um, that's why we called it the Spike Page right. came up because it's tingly. Tingly. Um, um, so we thought that was a pretty good name for it, fandom name. But uh, it's called Zambu. I already said that. And it is uh, Brazilian buzz button inspired. Yeah, liqueur. Liqueur. Um, liqueur. Liqueur. <laughs> the I almost said the name of the town where you live. Ochre. No. No. <laughs> So, but we mix that with uh, grapefruit bubbly. Um, you could use any yeah, uh, I, brand of I grapefruit. I mentioned earlier to Paige, I think off mic, that I'd be interested to try it with other brands of seltzer. Or like maybe a kind of juice mm -hmm. or something. Like other mixers. Right. I, tried, I did not like it straight. Right. Paige, she, I, I made her try it straight because that's how I first tried it. I don't hate it. It's not something I would uh, want to take. Uh, we've discussed before. Jesse and I don't mind a straight flavored vodka for the most point. Like a, yeah, we call it cookie water, hard. but it's um, 
like a vanilla or a cake. Yeah, like or a flavored, a, just like a $12 bottle of <laughs> flavored vodka. That's generally our go-to con drink. Right. Because it's cheap. You know, like if I were going to drink. Clear. Right. For at a con uh-huh. to be like sharing. And like I said, we share a lot with each other, with people we meet. Um, which, you know, be wary. Do not take alcohol from strangers at a convention. We're, we're not, not strangers. We're not endorsing We're your this. neighborhood podcasters. <laughs> um, so, it, but like if I were going to drink a, you know, if, if I, you know, come home from work and I'm like, oh, I want to have a cocktail, wind down. You're going to have like bourbon or scotch I'm gonna or something. I'm going to have a whiskey probably. Need. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. but so we, we my page doesn't straight. like whiskey. So we, we've been trying for our cocktails to pick something that we both, so that we can avoid the natter days of whiskey. Do you whiskey. like a margarita? I do like margaritas. Well, we should do some margarita business. Yeah. But I like a, on the rocks margarita. I do too. Like a, okay. I don't like a, mm-mm. Well, I know you have Frozen a margarita, margarita We do. It was, uh, we got one. Yeah, I know you want it. Yeah. yeah. I know the story. Um, so, um, yeah, that's our drink. And like I said, we mixed it with a grapefruit salsa water and yeah. it's. We'll put the recipe yeah. up. It's not much yeah. of a recipe. It's just two ingredients, but, but we'll still put it up. Yep. Uh, it was a neat, uh, liqueur that we hadn't tried before. Yeah, did she so. get that in town? She did. And she okay. said the people at the liquor store were super, well, which like I said, we live in a small, or I live in a small town or from a small town and the liquor store was very excited for her to get this and try it because they hadn't had anybody mm-hmm. try it yet. So, um, yeah, Zamboo. Like you said, the tinkling thing is interesting. And we talked about, again, off mic, that at Galaxy's Edge, the Star Wars right. theme park. You um, think there might Disney. be one. I know there's a tingly drink there. Mm-hmm. But I can't remember if it's the foam that makes people tingle mm-hmm. or if it's an ingredient. Well, it's an ingredient. It, it might be, uh-huh. you know, it might be a similar ingredient. It might be that buzz button or whatever, which it looks like is a flower mm-hmm. from the bottle. But Right. Anyway. Yeah. Do we want to talk about what we're going to do tomorrow before we We should. The we should. Time? So, we don't have a lot of like business type. Oh, we do. We do have merch. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not merch merch. We have We freebies. could at any yeah. moment have merch merch. <laughs> uh, bought, I bought mugs for the two of us with our logo on I'll it. I'll be just... posting pictures of them. They're uh-huh. adorable. And then I bought a bunch of things just for me with the logo on them cuz I'm proud of Paige. You got a t-shirt. And and I got a t-shirt that you've got. Bag. A tote bag, uh-huh. um, our mugs. Not only are we cartoons now, but we are cartoons on, on a, a mug, mug, on a tote bag, on a tote bag, right? On business cards and on stickers. Business cards so. and stickers. So yeah, we may, I don't like you said. If you run into us at a convention, we'll have stickers and business mm-hmm. cards. And I always have swag with me. I've mm-hmm. mentioned before we have that badge events. Swag, a lot. right? Swag trading has become a thing at conventions, especially at Dragon Con, <laughs> where it's just basically like a small little. I think we can get that on a badge ribbon. Uh, probably. I'm pointing to our, our cartoon. Probably. It might be expensive, but probably. We'll have to look into that. We have we have Team Becky and Team Cap. Might badge be ribbons. one color. Might not be yeah. color, but. We have Team Becky and Team Cap um, badge uh-huh. ribbons from uh, DragonCon last year, and mm-hmm. we've already decided we're probably going to do cosplay and cocktail um, badge ribbons. Right. With at least Dragon the name Man. on it. Right. Um, but we might look into getting the logo, logo. on it. Um, um, but yeah, so yeah. we have merch. It's really exciting. Um, yeah, we've got stickers and stuff <laughs> just to hand out for free. Well, I guess I don't want to say merch because like we don't have a store or anything. Maybe one day. If but... anybody's interested, we would. <laughs> we would. But if you do see us, like you said, if you see us at a convention ever, I'm 
planning on bringing the stickers till we run out. And if we actually do run out, order more. I've also got bubbles to go with my cosplay. Um, this, right. So C2 speaking of this weekend mm-hmm. and conventions, what mm-hmm. are we doing tomorrow? Oh, did we not mention it yet? No! <laughs> C2E2. We're going to C2E2 tomorrow. We have our first convention of the year of uh-huh. 2020. We are going to C2E2 in Chicago tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We're at... I am so excited. Um, There's a Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings pop up. Right, we're gonna so go to. we're going to go gonna see tomorrow. One of my friends that I haven't seen in a long yeah, we time. Need to, we need to get a hold of her. So we tag. Tag? <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know if she listens to the podcast, but I'll tell her she gets shouted out. So uh, we're heading down tomorrow, or heading up to Chicago tomorrow. Okay. And uh, we're going to go get our badges and then go out on the town. And there is a, what do you remember what that uh, pop up bar is called? No, it doesn't matter. Okay. Well, there's They're a pop up Hashtag not a sponsor. <laughs> there's a pop up bar in Chicago. Um, it's an does. arcade bar, one of them, where it's got like. Arcade games. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember the name. Um, replay, maybe, but that might be. Yes, no, that's this. right. Repl- replay. Um, and they have a Harry Potter slash uh, Lord of the Rings pop up bar right now. And so we've decided that's what we're going to spend we're gonna our evening checking, checking out. Checking so expect out. a lot of cute pictures, hopefully. Uh, and if not, then we're going to go see Sibelius. We're not going at the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. Uh, yeah. Anyway, this episode will be coming out the week after we go to. Um, C2E2 in Chicago, but we, um, yeah, we'll be posting on our Instagram and there will be a future episode discussing our adventures at C2E2. And we'll do, we've mentioned What's My Snack before. We'll do a What's My, at least a What's My Snack. We need to do one every day. We should. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I think. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, um, I mean, we've told you all of the other exciting things in our lives, uh, I feel like we should get into what today's episode's about. You want to mm-hmm. tell them what today's episode's about? So we had our very first interview. We had a guest it on the podcast. It was so exciting. It was really neat. Um, uh, we, again, we're just two people in a very, very, very small part of the cosplay community. So we like getting, uh, we mentioned in our last episode, that was our rant, um, that, you know, we are biased. We only see our very narrow Worldview, uh, you know, I think we're both fairly open-minded people. We try to experience new things and be open-minded, but still, we like to get other people. And the cosplayer that we interviewed is much more experienced than either of us. She said um, she'd been cosplaying since like two thousand one, two thousand two. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Co- yeah, cosplay. So um, that was really exciting. Again, Paige came up with all the questions set up the interview, I sent one return email, and then <laughs> read the even-numbered questions. So that was the extent of my... So again, uh, I think Paige should take credit where she objectively does more work on this podcast than I do. So, uh, you know, like I said, I'm quite proud uh, of the work that you've done. No. Yeah. Even though the last episode I called you dumb in the first... Three minutes off the pod. I left that in there specifically because I wanted everyone to have, you know. You truth. hit me. How many? So there's twice in that episode you physically assaulted me. So if there's evidence of anything, it's that. I would never. Um, so yeah, on today's episode, we have Natasha from Socialist Revolution. And you can find her on Facebook and Instagram at Socialist Revolution. That's S-E-W. C-I-A-L-I-S-T underscore revolution. And um, she is amazing. She's been Mm -hmm. cosplaying for 16 plus years, I think is what she told us. 
or she's been going to Dragon. Yeah, longer than 2001. that. Two thousand one. And yeah. uh, I personally have followed her on um, the social media, Instagram specifically, um, for several years, and she just she has some of the most amazing historical cosplays I've seen. And we just we just really wanted to find out more about her and uh, how she got into it. So we really hope that you enjoy this. Um, yeah, welcome, Natasha. Um, I think we're just going to go ahead and jump on in. Um, okay. Our first question is, um, we just want you to tell us a little bit about yourself, and that can be uh, not con or cosplay related. Okay. Um, so my name's Natasha. I... Uh, as you probably know, go by Socialist Revolution. Um, I live in southeastern Pennsylvania, and I am an elder millennial, <laughs> as they say. Um, I have a BFA in theater production, so I used to work professionally in theater, um, doing stitching and wardrobe and costumes, and um I did that for a few years and I hated the schedule and I had to move all the time for new shows. So now I work in horticulture, which is very different. And, uh, (laughs) and uh, I'm much happier uh, with doing that, uh, you know, and, and having costuming as a hobby instead of a career for me. So it's much more fun. And I've been married for 10 years and we travel a lot uh, when we're not working like crazy and we are parents to three cats. Um, so I know you said that you get the winners off because you own a greenhouse or wait, right? Is that, right? Yes. Um, so th- that gives you so much more time to also work on cosplay probably as well. Yeah, it does. I mean, I still do work for my job a little bit then because I have to get ready for the next year. But it, like, it's not a it's not as much of an intense schedule um, because a lot of the year I'm working seven days a week when I have to. So then I don't really get to work on a whole lot of sewing. And so it's nice to have the winter to hibernate a lot and, right, and get working on costumes and, and planning things for the year. So yeah, it is a good time for that. And I get to do a little bit of traveling then too. So I usually try to look for costuming opportunities that I can do during that time. Uh, how was Disney? You just went to Disney. Uh, Disney was great. Of course, we Galaxy's had Edge was amazing, yeah, we, I think. We, did, we did Galaxy's Edge. Of course, we had to make Star Wars Disney bounds to wear and get it right. and have backstories because that's how I roll. Yep, we're going in May. Um, at the end of May, it'll be our first time at Galaxy's Edge. So we're nice. also planning our Disney bounds and yes, so <laughs> much fun. very excited about our lightsaber building and all that. So yeah, yep, super excited. Second question is, what is your favorite cocktail? Um, so I don't like very sweet drinks at all. Um, if I drink beer, it would be like a dark beer, something bitter. But if I'm drinking a cocktail, just like a gin and tonic, I like Scottish gins in particular. Pretty basic, that kind of thing. Yeah, Jessie was just saying she didn't know Scottish gins was a thing. No, I didn't. Um, I'm not much of a gin drinker. Yeah, so we very... just actually tried. I tried my first gin. Was that your first gin at that? No. I had never tried gin before. Like, we went... Just like a few months ago when we yeah. went to Stumpy's? Yeah. No. Yeah, I had never I had never had a um, gin-based drink before. So I think like it's it very though. popular again. Like co- gin cocktails I see a lot on menus now. Mm-hmm. they're definitely gaining some more popularity again but I think it used to be such an old-fashioned drink 
Yeah, probably getting into your costume making, because that's what I want to know about is um, when and what was your first um, experience with costume making? Well, I guess if it's just costume making and not actually getting into the hobby as seriously, I mean, I have always worn costumes since pretty much day one. Like I had a costume trunk full of stuff when I was a kid. I was right. always wearing stuff. I was always dressing up my brother in dresses. Like I would make anybody be my playmate for dress up. Um, but in when I was in middle school, I finally said, okay, I want to have a dress to wear to the Ren Fair. So my mom helped me make one. And I got a little taste of it, but I didn't really like it because it wasn't really my comfort level. And then Later on, I got into real costume making uh, because of Star Wars. Really? Yes. So what was what was that first costume that you made? So the yeah, the first costume I ever really tried to seriously make was a handmaiden to Queen Amidala from episode one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, if you ever want to see that train wreck, I have pictures of it on my social media. I've posted it before. Um because I was very proud of it at the time, but right. uh, yeah, that was all the way back in 2001. I started that. So I've been doing this for quite a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, is that your a cosplay or was that, um, is, would you consider that a cosplay or was that just something you were playing with? No, that was definitely a cosplay because I wore it to my first convention. I made okay. it my first convention. Yeah. Well, that leads into um, my next question, which is what was your first convention? So my first convention was Star Wars Celebration 2, um, which was held, I think, out towards your neck of the woods in Indianapolis, out that oh, way. Yeah, we didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, back then they had two of them there. Uh, Celebration 2 and Celebration 3 were both in Indianapolis. So I went to those. That's the only time I've ever really been in that area. <laughs> um, but I saw it advertised in the Star Wars fan magazine. And I was 19. And I was like, I need to go to this. <laughs> and I saw that they had people in the magazine that made their own costumes. And I was like, I got to have a costume for this. <laughs> make something. So, um, so I flew out there when I was 19. My brother was 16. He went with me. And uh, we, I think she survived the whole weekend on packaged cheese crackers and had the best time of our lives. And uh, wore our costumes every single day. We only had one costume each, but we wore them every day when we were there. We had a great time. Yeah, Jesse just went to Star Wars Celebration. I've never been, but she went last year um, when it was in Chicago. Oh, good. Um, because it's the closest it's been to us for a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. for a while. Yep. Um, and yeah, she really enjoyed it too. Mm. So good. Other than some cool BB-8. Yeah, she had crocheted a BB-8 um, oh. and took it with her. And somebody stole it right out of her bag. <laughs> That's awful. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. That was the, at least it was towards the end of the day, so it didn't like. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's not your fault. Unless you stole it, in which case, you know. No, that wasn't me. <laughs> That's the weird coincidence that's happened. Uh, our, this is question six. What got you into cosplaying? So, that magazine where I saw all the people. Uh, 
the Star Wars magazine making costumes. But when I got there and I saw the incredible stuff that people were making, I just, I didn't understand how anybody was making this stuff. And I was like, I have to do this. I have to get more into this. And I was able to sort of connect with some of the fan groups and then find other people in my area. And um, so I got to get involved more in Star Wars costuming and, um, and learned a lot from those people. And then this must have been in April of that year. And then a couple months later, some of them said, we're going to Dragon Con this year. You ever heard of it? You want to go? And I was like, sure, that sounds good. And that was like back when you didn't have to book it a year in advance. <laughs> right. You didn't have to book it on your way home. Yeah. That year. yeah. Exactly. So I went to Dragon Con in 2002 and that was eye opening. Yeah, uh, yeah, we talk a lot about Dragon Con because right. it's uh, like our the highlight of our year, which I'm sure yeah. it is for a lot of cosplayers and con goers alike. But it's you just you don't go back, you don't go back to other conventions and like look at them the same way after you've been to Dragon Con. It's uh, just... yeah, this is going to be my 16th year going. Oh my gosh, that's awesome! <laughs> that's awesome. Um, are you counting up how many years you've been? Eight. That's my eight. Eight. Yeah. Eight. Yeah, I've just been, this is my fifth, I think. Nice. I um, so uh, what what is your very, very favorite part of cosplaying? Like what what makes it totally worth it for you? Um, I, I, the friends I've made is the connections I've made with people literally around the world. Um and then they all have a shared love of creating art in their own way and love for the same kind of fandoms. Uh, even if you don't always agree with how, you know, what fandoms they like, you're all geeks when it comes down to it. There's, there's something we all have in common and it's just been really good to connect with people. And I know that you've talked a little bit on some of your episodes about, you know, whether or not social media is good or bad. But in this case, it's been very good for me for so far because I don't have a lot of shame. So I am not scared to connect with people and reach out and say, hey, I saw you're planning this event or something. Are you going to be at this thing? Do you want to meet up or can I get invited? I'm like, what's the worst that they could say? They could say no, big yeah. deal. And I just move on. But almost every time people have said, yes, come to this thing, or let's do this, or let's be friends. And it's been really cool. I mean, this past summer, I went and visited while we were on vacation in Scotland. I met up with a friend that I met online through costuming in Edinburgh and had a great time with them. And it's that kind of thing where I have, I can make friends around the world through our costuming that we all do. It's, it's been really cool. Um, yeah, I totally agree with that. I, I've mentioned this on another episode, but I, we have a mutual friend, uh, Sheila, yes. who I met a couple year a couple years ago through making an Outlander cosplay. And, um, I was researching and looking for information on, you know, different materials and stuff and came across her blog and reached out to her, which was the first time I'd ever done anything like that. And, I'm still so thankful I did because like you said, it's just, it's created this really meaningful relationship that, you know, we don't get to see each other that often, but we message and anytime we do see each other, it's so exciting to get a catch up and see what she's working on and 
it's just it's it's great yeah absolutely she's wonderful she and I know each other through Outlander costuming too and she was one of those people that I said to her one time oh you're going to drag con we're doing this group costume you want to do it with us and she was like yeah and that's how <laughs> <laughs> so yeah cool. yeah she's she's uh, game for anything she's mm -hmm. uh, she's just a blast well, <laughs> <out. laughs> <laughs> there. she something. wouldn't be mad about that I don't think no she wouldn't um, <laughs> right um okay Jesse I think um oh I get all the negative ones what's your <laughs> least favorite part of cosplaying um having to unpack when I get home <laughs> That's the worst. I'll, I'm bad about it. I'll just leave boxes of wigs and stuff just sitting on my dining room table yeah, for a yeah, week. Pointing at me now. Please, uh, please I, I talk myself. about your mottos. Oh, my motto is always that's future Jesse's problem. Yep. <laughs> I do a lot of uh, like throw things all over the hotel room, throw things all over. She packs so nicely and like has compartments obsessively for organized on the way down there and then on the way back it's just one big hot mess of yep. terror yeah yeah yep. <laughs> i uh feel you <laughs> okay i want to talk about anything you have um in progress anything you're working even have been thinking about starting that you're really excited about cosplay wise um I, I actually, I don't have anything I feel like I'm super excited about right now because I'm kind of relaxing after just coming off of finishing a couple big projects. Oh, yeah, so, you were just at Catacon. Yes, yeah. And, um, but, I mean, I have, we're, we're going to Star Wars Celebration this summer. It'll be my first time back to it since 2012, I think. So... And this, uh, so when we're going this year, I'm got to put together a Tatooine Luke Skywalker costume for myself. So <laughs> I, I, I always wanted to be whiny Luke, whiny young Luke. So um, I'm going to put that together. And I have fabric for an 1830s historical dress that I'm probably going to work on pretty soon. But they're not, they're not anything that I, that I'm like, oh, I have such a, um, like excitement or stress over anything they're just kind of like fun projects that I'm going to work on next but I'm really doing a lot of not stressing myself out over stuff anymore well that's I what I was going to ask since you've been uh costuming so long and it you know it went from a job to you know something you got to do to enjoy do you find that you don't get as worked up over like the excitement of a new build or you know even the stress of it I still get excited about certain things but I I am very careful about how I plan to do them. I don't do con crunch. I don't, you know, I, I've really changed over the years how I plan for things. So. Um, how, how stressful was your uh, Claire uh, wedding dress? It was less stressful when I finally psyched myself up to work on it. The stressful <laughs> part was the four years I sat on that fabric wondering if I had it in me to actually make it and I act and I think I needed that time to get more into historical costuming so I could understand how you build that kind of garment mm -hmm. and then when I finally went to make it I felt like I had a lot more confidence and I knew I had a game plan and how to attack it because I 
four years prior when I actually bought the fabric, I don't think I could have done it justice. And I felt like I, I was able to pull it off this time. So it was not really too stressful when I actually made it because I took the time to learn what I needed to do. Um, I had started following you. I can't remember if it was two years ago after um, I think you and Sheila had posted something together and I went and looked at your Instagram and I was like, oh my gosh, these costumes and started following you. And then last year um, we saw you in, in your Claire garb and I was just like, um, like I couldn't even, <laughs> it? Uh, like we, yeah, we, we drove, we, or we drove, we walked past her <laughs> oh, at, the, at the, uh-huh, um, at the Marriott mm-hmm. and you guys were standing taking pictures and I was like, oh, like the work, I couldn't even imagine the work that went into, it was just amazing. Thank you. I You're welcome. It. it was definitely a bucket list costume for me. So, yeah. <laughs> so what has been your favorite cosplay build so far? That's really hard because I you think it, it, changes, it changes over time, maybe, yeah. um, as I progress. But right now, in the past few years, I think my favorite thing that I built was um, the Jareth costume from Labyrinth that I built for my partner. Um, I just kept adding more and more gems to that coat. And I'm like, I just want to make sure you can see this from space. <laughs> uh, it was re- it's really beautiful. And I like that I'm not the one that wears it. So right. I actually enjoy that they're wearing it. I get to look at it at my creation and, and appreciate them while they wear it. <laughs> right. Do, how, how many other cos- cosplays, costumes have you made for them? Oh my God. Pro- as many as I have, at least. We, we have... Yeah. We live in a three-story Victorian house and like two whole rooms, I think, are just storage for costumes. So it's a little, it's a little much. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Okay. Your least favorite cosplay build? Um, I think that would be, I made a Battlestar Galactica Viper pilot uniform back in 2007. Um, and I got the screen accurate fabric for it. And it was absolute hell to work with because I just didn't know what I was doing enough at that point. And I didn't know about special feet that you can use on your machine that help make things easier. And I wasn't as confident in ha- having to like draft things from scratch. So it was not fun to work with. I, I think that costume kind of haunts me. And I think a lot about what I would do differently now if I was to make it again, but you can't get the fabric anymore. Um, so, okay. So that was your least favorite one to wear. Do you have, or to build, do you have one that like you were fine with until you put it on and you were like, ugh, I hate this. That wedding dress, that Claire wedding dress. Really? It's awful to wear. Just <laughs> it's like so, heavy and uncomfortable. It's so heavy. It's yeah. so heavy. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I can imagine that. I put it on completely for the first time i think for real at dragon con which don't i don't recommend doing that with no, costumes. No i don't recommend doing that but um i put it on in our room and i nearly had a panic attack in it because i was like it's too heavy i can't breathe enough 
Right. Uh, I was like, it's just, it's so much weight on your waist. Your waist carries all of it. And even with my very sturdy 18th century stays that I wear underneath it, which help with the weight of it and help mm-hmm. distribute it more and embrace yourself for it. It was still a lot. And I, I would just kind of like sat on the floor in a heap of fabric and I was like, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> And we were able to loosen it a little bit. And then I, I was like, okay, I can breathe. I'm going to be okay. And then I wore it for about three hours the first time. And that was my max pretty much that I could do. Um, it's just so heavy. Right. And I can see that. Um, I, I can totally see that. Yeah. But how, how, I don't know. I would be so devastated personally to do that and then be like, I can only wear this for three hours. <laughs> you know well you kind of get to that point anyway after three hours you're like it's just so big I can't go anywhere and then you also like can't use the restroom so that's (laughs) that's about the max I think anybody could really probably handle in something like that and so it's fine and I wore it again later in the weekend another day and so I got I got my time out of it but it's a costume that is so big and I want to protect it so much that oh, there's very limited places that I can actually wear it. Um, so, but that's okay. I wanted the, the, the main thing was I wanted the challenge of making it. I wanted to see if I could do it and I did it. So yep. and you, you did it for sure. Um, who is that? Yep, you're good. Like that. <laughs> who or what inspires you? Um, when I see other costumers, I, I'm not the kind of person who gets jealous of what other people produce. I get inspired by them and it makes me want to challenge myself, but I'm also okay with not having to do everything. I like that there's other people out there making crazy things out of foam and out of warbla and doing big props. It's not really my scene. I don't want to do it, but I'm very inspired by it. And I love that people do it. And I love seeing what people come up with and how they choose to interpret things. Um, so I just look, I look at a lot of, around on Instagram um, just to see what everybody else is making and how they've approached something or get ideas from it. Or I like when people share tips on how they did something that make things easier this is it's such a different world than when I first started costuming we didn't have resources like this so anybody who wants to get into costuming now oh my gosh they have they have everything at their fingertips they're so lucky to be learning at a time when there's so much information out there and so many options uh so I'm a little jealous of that but (laughs) um but it, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if any one particular person does, but I'm also really getting into more of trying to do my own original interpretations of characters and costumes and more historical stuff because I want to have more input on uh, my approach to it rather than just making an exact replica, which I've done a lot of and there's nothing wrong with that. But I, I'm sort of at a point where I just want to be a little more personally creative with what I make we we've kind of started doing the same thing we we obviously still are into doing more replica stuff as well but we love a good mashup um, yes or you know like a historical spin on a modern character or whatever that may look like um yeah we we've started really enjoying doing that kind of thing so 
I definitely see where that um, comes from. Yeah. Okay. So we, we've discussed Dragon Con and I'm not going to assume that's your favorite convention. <laughs> no, it definitely What's your favorite convention. <laughs> no, it's definitely Dragon Con. Um, okay. I think it's the best because, you know, it's by fans for fans. It's not, you don't have like the, the big movie industry coming in there um, and making it more of like a, just a corporate type of thing. Like, you know, New York Comic Con, San Diego, some of the Wizard Worlds, they're all very uh, industry driven. And that's fine, too, because people go to that for a certain thing. But I really like how niche um, Dragon Con is like and you can find somebody who likes the most obscure thing there and have a total moment with this person. And you're the only two people in the whole place who might like that thing, but you found each other. Right. Yeah. There's something literally for everyone and there's not just going to be one person that's going to be excited about it. So, um, so, okay. Do you have a second favorite? Mm. No, I don't really, I actually don't go to many conventions anymore, really. Um, like I go to to historical historical events because there's a lot more options for me to do that in my area than there are. We don't really actually have many conventions in the Philadelphia area. Um, there's like a few that are sort of starting up, but they're not like great yet. I go to New York comic-con, but usually only for a day. That's about all I can handle of that place. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we've never been, um, my first, um, convention was, uh, Wizard World, um, and we actually went to a couple before I made it to my first Dragon Con, and so that was what I always expected a convention to be like was was Wizard World. Yeah. And then we went to Dragon Con, and I was like, oh, oh, this is different. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Which she had told me, um, yeah. and she made me watch the documentary um, Four Days of Dragon Con. Yeah, Four Days of Dragon Con, and so I had. Uh, somewhat of an idea but you really don't understand until you're there well we've talked about how much it's changed even since the first year I went you know it's almost doubled in attendance in less than 10 years so Uh, it's changed a lot even do you remember how many people went your first year Natasha no I don't know but they didn't even really use the Marriott back then um really mainly just in the Hyatt like they used them they used it for like panels and things but nobody hung out there like everybody just hung out in the high it was it was much much smaller um yeah it was a very it was a bit of a different vibe but still lots of fun but yeah definitely a lot smaller yeah uh solo cosplays or group cosplays small groups with people i like (laughs) (laughs) i don't like having to wrangle people I don't want to have to wait around for people who are late. I want to costume small groups of people I know will actually finish their costume. Right. <laughs> that I can count on um, and that I know will show up when we say we're all going to meet up. So, yeah, I'm a little picky about about that. <laughs> um, what has been your most challenging cosplay yet? To whether that's to make or to wear, or you can answer both or whatever. I I kind of feel like it's always whatever the current thing is that I'm making because <laughs> everything I make I have to learn new skills for. I I never really make the same exact you know like the same kind of thing twice exactly. So I always have to learn something new. 
every time. So I'm always researching. Is there um, like a technique or something that you have tried to do that you're like, nope, can't do that. Got to find a different way. I'm not, I'm not good at sculpting. I'm not good at sculpting. I've tried it. Um, and I've sort of, and now that like 3d printers are so prevalent, like we don't have one, but I don't really feel like I have to have one because I can just pay somebody else to print something for me. And I don't have, I don't have to troubleshoot it. So I'm okay with that. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not the kind of person who feels like I have to make every single part of the costume myself. If there's something that can be made by somebody else that like I can 3d print a buckle or something that I need. Um, then I'm just going to get somebody else to do it. And yeah, we've talked about that. Jesse's looked at uh, buying a 3D printer here lately, and we've just decided that right now, for the scale of things we want to do, we're fine supporting maybe a different cosplayer right. by paying them to do it. Yeah. <laughs> because we just don't know what all goes into that, you know, that kind of thing. And right. it's just like, well, maybe it's just better to have it made. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh -huh. Okay, if funds and time were not a factor, what cosplay would you want to do most? Um, something I've had on my list for a long time was Captain Hook from the movie Hook. Oh like my Dustin, Dustin Hoffman Hook. <laughs> um, would your partner go as Rufio? Because I really hope so. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They don't really like that movie the way I do, so it might. I might be on my own. So, <laughs> that's okay. Um, there, I have a replica brass hook that's been sitting here waiting for that costume for a long time. That calling I, to you, yeah. And I'm just, you know what? That's another thing, though, that I think I've been wanting to do it for at least ten years, and I didn't feel like I had the skills at the time. But I've definitely made a bunch of prop coats and period things at this point. So there's really nothing stopping me from getting started in this, except for the fact that I'm going to have to buy about you know, four miles of trim for this darn thing. So I've got to try that out. It's got a lot going on with it, but I want to do it with like the fake nose. I want to get the crazy eyebrows. I want to, I want to do it right. I am anxiously awaiting that because I <laughs> love that movie and it'll be amazing, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, okay, next question. Do you have a favorite con-related drinking story? So that you can tell, I guess. This, yeah, I mean... <laughs> the thing is is this is not going to be very on brand for this podcast but I actually don't drink at conventions anymore I haven't for a long time because it makes me really sleepy <laughs> yep. and like that's such an old person thing to say but it does it makes me so sleepy and I feel like I paid a lot of money to be here and to make these costumes and I want to be able to wear them so if I'm too tired or I can't get up the, the next morning, then like, what did I even come here for? So, and I'm fine with other people that want to, that's fine. It's just, I know for me personally, I'm like, I'll, I'll get tired and have to go to bed at nine o'clock if I, if I drink. So I don't anymore. And I have a great time because it's, I go into it with the right attitude and I want to have fun. I always have a blast. Um, but I mean, like I've met, I got to meet, um, at the bar at Dragon Con, I met, um, oh, who did I, I, you always meet like celebrities at the bar, I feel like, there at the Pulse Bar. You can always see like random people just hanging out there. 
And uh, I think we met a couple of the guys from uh, Sync that were there the one year, which was fun. Oh, when Joey and Chris were there. That yeah. Was my first Dragon Con. Yeah. yeah, we got like, a picture with them and we were wearing like our Parks and Rec costumes because we had a huge, we had a huge Parks and Rec group. And that was probably one of the most fun nights I've ever had at a convention. We had Ron Swanson with the cornrows in his hair. We had... <laughs> We had Kauferman jam with a shirt that said you got jammed on it. Oh, like a kimono. Like we had all the characters. We even had somebody with a horse head on that was Lil Sebastian. I mean, it was <laughs> no. Who, okay, so who were you guys? We were Bert Macklin and Janet Snakehull, of course. And they're yes, they're yes. not even like real costumes. They're like store-bought costume closets. And we probably had one of the most fun fun times ever with that group because people just react to it so well we love um, to yell at a Burt Macklin when yeah. we see him yes yeah. exactly and we all and I think we had a blast too like we posed as a group on the Iron Throne somebody was wheeling around the Iron Throne on a wagon <laughs> and we all posed with it so that was a lot of fun like it was that was a good uh, night <laughs> we're we're discussing this year for like a party costume to do um a John Ralph uh, yes uh, which which we're we're very excited about because yes uh, we always uh, say those are our personalities sometimes so I love it always, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes always sometimes that's correct uh, I support this question oh <laughs> a, this isn't a question this oh, is a okay well tell everyone where they can find you and your amazing work on social media um both Facebook and Instagram socialist revolution awesome. we'll, spell course. it it's s-e-w right like sewing yes yes s-e-w yeah we'll that's your yeah that's all me that's all me all right well natasha thank you so much for joining us and my pleasure first uh guest yeah we were super unprofessional and had no idea what we were doing that was all good i i wrote down my answers ahead of time because i was like i need to i need to have my act together we probably should (laughs) we should we should do a lot more planning for the podcast than we do but but it doesn't matter because we found that when we do have like research in front of us and then we start drinking then it doesn't matter because we (laughs) we just kind of fall apart so but that's what makes us charming we think yes Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, have a good night and thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed learning all about Natasha and um, just her amazing history with cosplay and costuming. Uh, we really enjoyed recording with her. Yeah. and um, I think she was a really good first guest. Yeah, she uh, was for... easy to talk to. Mm-hmm. and Paige was nervous. We mentioned this in – it got cut out because <laughs> of so many things, but I could tell that Paige was a little bit I was nervous. nervous. Uh, about it but uh, I think it went really well hopefully Natasha feels it went really well yeah Uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it like I said we always it's good to have another perspective hopefully that's something we can continue to do since we are we have at least two other cosplayers at the moment lined up um for interviews so um hopefully you guys like Jesse said enjoy this uh interview style episode and getting a different perspective on things um because we're excited about the Mm -hmm. future talent we have to present it's that's something that I 
am excited about getting other people's take. Absolutely. Like the things that we had in common, you know, right. like the questions that I would have answered pretty much the same way and the questions that I would well, answer completely differently. Well, and honestly, looking at uh, somebody who, uh, as I've mentioned before, I've followed on social media for a long time and looked at her amazing work that I feel like I'm never going to get to that level of stuff. And hearing her just be like, I like I don't compare myself and I mm. love you know meeting people and getting you know having relationships mm. through cosplay and stuff like it was just so right I thought that was interesting by now you guys have heard the interview uh-huh. um I really like that when we asked her about her favorite part of cosplay it was pretty similar to what our favorite part yeah. of cosplay is we had, we had a lot of we had a lot right. of similarities even though and like the and, people that are outside of it, I don't think get the camaraderie. Like I've never met another cosplayer again. And we could just be very lucky. We've mentioned this before, but I've never met another cosplayer that, you know, wasn't super open. Mm-hmm. You know, if you ask them about a piece of their costume or if you ask them, you know, for advice on something or you just compliment them, like, they're just the most accepting in general. Of course, there are exceptions to every rule, but the most accepting, open, excited, friendly group of people. Uh-huh. Like we, the, the one year we saw like Marriott Carpet Harley Quinn uh, in the Marriott at Dragon Con. And I remember going and being like, oh my God, I love your costume. Like, how did you make it? And she was like, oh, I ordered my fabric from this website and this is where you can get it. And like, right. This is the type of fabric it is. And this is the challenge of sewing with it. Like just that, you know, things that you don't get in any other facet of life. And when I messaged Natasha, like I said, when I emailed her, I, I didn't even know whether I should expect an email back from her Mm -hmm. or anyone else I emailed. And she was the very first to respond. Mm-hmm. She was super quick and she was super like open and excited mm-hmm. and like willing. And, you know, she told me about her scheduling, like what would work for her. And the second she got back from her trip, she emailed him was like, Hey, I'm ready to roll. Right. Like she was so, she was so willing to help, to help us out and be our first guest. And I was, it was just great. Yeah. So we really hope you enjoyed it. Um, I mentioned this and then we cut it out and I'm going to mention it again. Um, I We've mentioned before, we're not going to talk about numbers from here on forward so oh, that it's easier episode. for me to edit through. But this is our 10th episode. Well, I mean, you could always show, like... We'll I just, could cut this out too. Well, you just do this is and then I'll record like me doing all the numbers and then you can just put it in like... Number this, one. This is episode number... 17. <laughs> <laughs> or we could be this episode. This is episode. 17. Right, yeah. And then I'll just be my one. Wait, 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 wait. So this is episode. 10. Here we go. Yes, we did it. I'm going to try not to do that anymore. No, you're going to do it every episode. <laughs> it reminds me of there's a podcast I listen to. It's a very old podcast. It's uh, it's not on anymore. It's a BBC Radio 6, I think. Uh, uh, 6 Music. Adam and Joe. You know, my Adam and mm-hmm. Joe. Um, 
and they had this character called Boggins that was like a dog that could talk and like half of the podcast audience hated Boggins and half of them loved it. I feel like that's going to be the Womp 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 Womp. Half of our viewers are like, never do it again. And half of them are going to be like, yeah. Yeah, we love it. I say something. Oh, it was the Otter Dance. Yeah, the Otter Dance. Um, I'm going to eventually, I've said this. We're going to put out a record. uh, Not a record, but... uh, I would like to write us an actual theme song. I've been Please kind of do. working on it. Please on do. The uke. I don't we know cut about it the out. synthesizer. We cut it out of the last episode, but you bought yeah, a... You bought <laughs> we bought a... You bought a synthesizer. I don't want to say we. That was I, my me. hard-earned dollars. You bought a, a synthesizer yeah, with a hopes of using... Oh, well, just to play with, because I am, you know, I've got several instruments. You're super musical. <laughs> well, that's like now the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, like eighth or ninth instrument that like I Like I said, you're super musical. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, I've been playing around with it. Uh, hopefully I can figure it out. Or if, like I said, because the Because the original uh, plan worst was case scenario, to not have the... Intro. Intro the way it is now. Right, to have but a theme song. We needed something in Writing music's really hard. I'm not Beethoven. Uh, again, I'll, he's literally the greatest composer probably that ever lived. Actually, you know who my favorite composer is? It's not Beethoven. I bet you don't know. I don't. Barbara Strozzi. I thought you were going to say Barbara Streisand. <laughs> I just about choked and died. No, Barbara. <laughs> No, she lives. I was like, that's weird. She's, an, she's like one of the. Yeah, well, I won't get into it. That's it's good. not. I'll do my own podcast. I told you this wasn't a my classical, classical music. My podcast. classical music podcast where I have like a nice herbal tea <laughs> instead of cosplays and cocktails and be like classical and kombucha and I'll have like a little <laughs> tea. I'll put on my little glasses and sit in a nice oh big leather gosh. armchair. Um, anyway, if you don't know her, <laughs> you should check her out. She lived a very, very Barbara awesome Streisand? life. Not fucking Barbara Streisand. <laughs> she she was just a female composer in a time when it was very difficult for women to make. And she wanted kids, but she didn't want a man. So she basically just went and got pregnant and raised her kids on her own. Good and, for her. Yeah. <laughs> Good for her. Anyway. Uh, yeah. I, so anyway, this is episode 10. We're super excited. We ten episodes. Did you think we were gonna get ten episodes? Yeah. I mean, I like. Yeah, I did. Did you? I mean, I'm surprised. I felt like you were less uh, optimistic. I mean, I didn't think about us recording. I'm surprised that you like so many people are still listening. Not that you know so many, but you know what I mean. Like right. And that, like you said, uh, most of them are our friends and family. But we still like that's still appreciated. Like, you know, I don't want to mention anyone by name, but like. People as you're like, oh my god, I love you guys. Like I'm still yeah. listening to your podcast. Yeah, we've gotten like, a lot of really positive keep go- feedback. Like people on our first couple episodes, like keep going. Right. Like, people, it was a someone we went to high school with. Like uh, that meant I've a lot gotten, to me. Within the last week, I've gotten at least two, and I forgot to share the other one with you. And like I said, when I got our when I got that first email from a listener that we did not know, I bawled. Right. Uh, so just even that has yeah. made it worth it. And, you know, we don't really need an excuse to hang out and talk about. No, this is stuff we do anyway. We uh, we have to think this through a little bit more and plan it a little bit more than we would a normal hangout. Right. But, uh, I don't think we've had any less fun doing this than we would no. anything else. So no. yeah. We're, and like I said, I'm proud of the work that you've put into it. I'm proud that Jericho is our Vince. He is our Vince. Paige's husband. If you're familiar with the My Favorite Murderer podcast, uh, I'm care the dichotomy or not dichotomy I guess trichotomy right. the um 
the way that it works is I would be Karen. I'm Georgia. Paige would be Georgia, and Jericho's our Vince. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he takes care of. He's bought our. He's bought our uh, microphone for yeah, microphones. microphones. For. Yeah, I have one too. Um, he bought us actually before we even started. He bought us for How Valentine's Day last books. year. Yeah, uh, Valentine's for dummies or yeah. podcasting for dummies. But I said Valentine's for dummies. That's what I need. Uh, <laughs> Relationship. <laughs> Relationships with another human being for socially awkward, <laughs> mentally ill, they, autism spectrum he brought, ladies. He bought us podcasting for dummies, books for Valentine's uh-huh. Day last year, and um, he took care of the kids while we're mm-hmm. podcasting, right. and it has really just been... So shout out to Jergo. He poured me a whiskey tasting. Shout out. He wanted your whiskey. And- <laughs> <laughs> he wanted your salacious he wanted your whiskey he did when you were when you were the other he was like, i was like what are you doing well, here and he was like i'm hoping she'll get go get some of hers out of the car and i was like ask her I told him, yeah that's why i mentioned it it's like I, that's why i said well it's up in the car meaning like yeah, i will go he get thought it you were like teasing him with yeah, but so anyway, we're so appreciative to every single, not just Jericho, like whatever, but every, <laughs> <laughs> like every single one of our supporters and anybody that's listened, right. shared, said anything nice. Right. We appreciate it so much. Um, and we say that every episode, but like. It's going to continue to be true. Yeah. Like I said, just the fact that anyone bothers to listen to us ranting just because they either A, think it's worth listening to, or B, just because they care about us. It means a lot. It does. It's great. So. And like like Jesse said, we're enjoying it still. So as long we're as we're having fun. Yeah. yeah. Like even if no one listens, like this is going to be like probably our old age home thing. We yeah. just rant. I'm gonna have pink hair then. And though. I'm gonna yell. So, I'm gonna have purple freaking hair. We're gonna, we're gonna look for that. I already hair. told you, like, look at all this action over here. Ooh, we could dye that purple right That's, now. Well, there's my four strands yeah. <laughs> of gray. Yep. I actually kind of like it. Yeah. I think it makes me look You're a little You're not like, like a rogue strip. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was gonna yeah, say. I think it is gonna be a rogue strip. That's I'm gonna real be excited awesome. about it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this has been Hair Corner. Um, this has been Jesse's Going Gray Corner. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. So if you want, if you haven't yet, but you want to start following along with us on social media, please do so. And you can do so at Facebook and Instagram, um, at Cosplay and Cocktails Pod, P-O-D. P-O-D. Um, and if you have any uh, questions, things cocktail you want to... Cocktail recipes. Cocktail recipes, favorite cocktails you want us to try, things you want us to talk about, topics... Cosplay um, pictures. Cosplay pictures you want us to feature. Cosplay stories. If you, yeah, if you want to talk to us on the podcast, send us an email. Yeah, if you would like to be a guest um, on the podcast, right. now that that's something we do. Right. We do that now. Right. Um, again, especially, like, again, our expertise is very narrow, as anybody's mm-hmm. would be. So, the more diverse. If you have a you tutorial know. on something that you have done and figured right. out like we might not talk about it necessarily on the podcast but we would definitely feature it on our instagram right, right. um yeah where can yeah. they send that uh yeah or again if you just don't like social media if you're like me and you're a social media noob <sighs> yeah. or just social media phobic or whatever right. you want to call it you can email us at cosplay and cocktails pod pod uh at gmail.com oh that's gmail.com yeah Paige had her hand up at her mouth <laughs> about <laughs> 
10 seconds before <laughs> I was ready. Uh, I was ready, ready to go. That's gmail.com. Listen, we spell out pot every time, and yep. I say that's gmail.com. Yeah, I've started saying I am as always yeah. Jesse at the beginning. Listen, so I guess that's my we're signature We're professional now. podcasters now. We have things that we do. Yeah, we have merch, so that means we have signatures now. That's right. So just get used to it and deal with it. Uh, whoa, that was aggressive. Are we done? I mean, I think we're done three minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye! Bye.